Welcome to episode 53 of the Unstoppable Podcast with Stephanie Sheehan. My name is Dan J. Gregory, and I am committed to hunting down the secrets of business mastery and human performance. My goal for the Unstoppable Podcast is to share insights from some of the most successful entrepreneurs, inspiring thought leaders, world-class athletes, and prominent celebrities to help you to become unstoppable in business and life. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new interview with an inspiring person and sharing my own results as I pursue the answer to the question, how can I create the ultimate edge in my business, make a significant impact, and live an extraordinary life? Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Unstoppable Podcast. It is showtime. Let's briefly recap what happened last week before I introduce what's happening in today's show. So last Thursday, I brought you Facebook ads superhero Dan Henry, and he shared the exact details of his most recent test campaign, which produced $16,000 in revenue from just 500 subscribers, which he built using Facebook ads. The episode I shared with you on Thursday has been incredibly useful to me personally as I launched my own new Facebook campaigns this week for my private mastermind group that I'm setting up right now. Then on Monday this week, I went freestyle and brought you a high energy episode called The Death of Independent Thought. And this was really a rage against myself because all too often I look to others for ideas and answers rather than looking within, you know, whether it's reading books, listening to podcasts or watching online videos, you know, looking for outside sources for the ideas and answers. And I'm not knocking any of these activities, by the way, especially listening to podcasts naturally. So stay with me, please. But how many times have you outsourced your thought to Google, you know, finding yourself searching for answers when you probably already have the answer within, especially when it's about making big decisions about your life or your business You know, we're looking for outside information or validation to help us make that decision. And, you know, there's nowhere better to look than within ourselves. And I'm sure, you know, this Google thing is something we've all had an experience of or become partial to doing. So my message was to trust in yourself and cut off from sources that detract from the core of who you are. Anyway, before I get into the rant all over again... Check out that episode after this one or save it for later as I'm sure you'll find it at very least somewhat entertaining. So let's bring our attention back to today. What do I have in store for you right now? Today I bring you a kindred spirit, someone who like me walked the road of the corporate path and felt a deeper calling to follow a bigger dream. Our guest today is Stephanie Sheehan, founder of mastermindyourlaunch.com and host of a great podcast which goes by the same name, Mastermind Your Launch. And I've recently been featured as a guest on her show, so I'm absolutely delighted to also bring Stephanie to the Unstoppable podcast. And Stephanie taught me something that has stuck with me since our interview when it comes to podcast guests. See, it's not all about having a long list of credentials, but having stories that inspire. And fortunately, Stephanie has both of these in great measure. Stephanie went from being a key employee at a startup company in the pharmaceutical industry, where she helped grow the business from a startup to a $100 million company before transitioning into her own business with her husband and then moving on to launch her own brand, Mastermind Your Launch, a brand name that I just love, where Stephanie focuses on helping you to accelerate your success by helping you to build your own unique brand. She is a highly driven entrepreneur with a big vision, a big heart, tremendous courage, and the commitment to creating real impact in the world. And like myself, she's all about helping you to go all in on creating your own legacy through your business. So in today's show, you'll learn how Stephanie transitioned from her corporate career into her own business, where she shares some of the critical challenges that she had to overcome so that you can take a shortcut around these challenges along your own entrepreneurial journey. We talk about going from part-time business builder to full-time entrepreneur and delve into the mindset required for success. And finally, of course, we talk about the power of masterminds and how you can benefit from joining one or starting your own group. This is a topic that is very dear to my heart at the moment. As I mentioned, I'm in the process of launching my own groups, in fact, two groups myself to radically up-level my peer group. 
After all, as the saying goes, you become the average of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. So today you get to surround yourself with both myself and Stephanie. So let's dive right in. Stephanie, big welcome to the Unstoppable podcast. Uh, it's a real pleasure to have you here. To, for the listeners, would you mind giving the uh, listeners a bit of a frame for what you do and what you're doing right now? Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be talking to you and to be you know, sharing a little bit about my journey with all of your listeners. So thank you. Um, my name is Stephanie Sheehan, and my business is Mastermind Your Launch. And what Mastermind Your Launch does is to bring entrepreneurs together in a powerful and connected community. And uh, the one of, a few of the ways that we achieve that is through a podcast similar to yours. I'm sure you believe just as much as I do that even just having, um, you know, people in your ears, just in your earbuds, giving you advice and giving you, um, you know, sharing their story, that's a part of your community. And so I have a podcast as well called Mastermind Your Launch. I also host live events where uh, I help to bring entrepreneurs out from behind their computer and together with other like-minded people to collaborate and really start to build a network of people people who understand where they are and can really be a sounding board for them. Um, And then also one-on-one coaching. I love being able to carve out that time to really help someone unlock uh, what it is they're trying to achieve and help them to take steps to move forward. So that's a little bit about Mastermind Your Launch in a nutshell. Awesome. So I know that you and I uh, shared a relatively similar background in terms of coming from the corporate world. So tell me a little bit about how you started your entrepreneurial journey. Right. So I have always um, thought like an entrepreneur. I joke that, you know, I, I grew up taking dance classes and I joke that as a, as a high school student in the studio, not only was I there learning choreography and all of the steps and everything, but I was also looking around and saying, okay, so she's got 20 girls in the class. We're all paying this much tuition. She has this many people on the payroll. Like I was always kind of running the numbers in my head. And so my brain just naturally thought that way. So I always kind of had a business idea in the back of my mind. Um, but, you know, life's journey, I went I went through college, got my business degrees, and um, all at, at that point, I just wanted to make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I thought that I would end up working for a big corporation. I'm in Atlanta, so I thought maybe Coca-Cola or Delta. I would land within a marketing department and create these amazing campaigns. Well, luckily, you know, life took me down a different direction, and I ended up working within a startup in the pharmaceutical industry. So was a part of a 10-person team that helped build this generic pharmaceutical company to over $100 million in annual revenue. And the lessons that I learned were amazing. The perks of that industry were not too bad. <laughs> and um, and but, but more so, the team that I was around and the strategic um, approach that I got to learn from the owner himself being right next to him in those war room board sessions, I mean, it just really sparked something in me that, you know, if I thought I had an interest in entrepreneurship. I knew at that point I really wanted to own my own business. um, And I knew that I could. But at that point, I didn't really know what that would be. I had no real passion. I had a lot of different interests. Like I love cooking. So I thought maybe I'll launch a food truck. Or I'm really into the performing arts. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun to own a theater? You know, little things like that. But they never really gained any momentum. And then um, at the same time, my husband, he was working in, he's an architect and was doing consulting for construction projects, had had a lot of momentum, a lot of career growth, but found himself within a company that was really suffocating him from micro micromanaging, lots of travel, you know, just really demanding with not a ton of recognition. And so we started to put our minds together because there are a lot of incentives in the construction industry for having a female-owned business, and it's very rare. Mm. And so knowing that I had a business background and he had a construction background, we started to put our minds together about launching our own business. And I'm glad to say that we actually did. We actually had an idea and we and we actually executed on it. And that was over two years ago. And today, uh, you know, I think each day we kind of pinch ourselves that we 
we're able to create a life that we really absolutely love and create the freedom that honestly we thought was decades away. But um, but the opportunity presented, pre- presented itself and we went for it. Well, that experience of helping him really connected me to this vague kind of idea and passion about helping entrepreneurs to connect to the person, you know, the, the person that they need to make their dream a reality. Because that's when I looked back at myself and all of the ideas that I had had, I realized that I kept them to myself. I kept them written in a notebook. And if I shared them with anyone, I didn't share it with the intention of getting help. I just shared it to, to just talk about it. Kind of like you might say, let's talk about what we would do if we won the lottery, you yes. know, like yeah. with the same kind of dreaming, but not really, um, you know, no real faith in it coming true. So I started around this time to hear about masterminds and I started to kind of connect the dots. You know, we kind of created a mastermind and I never had a mastermind before. So maybe that's why those others idea, those other ideas didn't take off. But what if I create a mastermind now? So I created a mastermind. I invited three women to hold me accountable for this fuzzy idea to launch a podcast. And they had no clue what a mastermind was and they had no clue what a podcast was. (laughs) So, um, the blind leading the blind, (laughs) but they did hold me accountable. And what happened next was really unexpected and just life changing for all of us. And that's that not only did I end up creating mastermind your launch, but three new businesses launched as a result of us taking time away to just hold each other accountable. And mind you, we had been friends for over a decade, but we had never had these types of conversations with each other. So it was really about taking our relationship to a new level and and being more vulnerable with each other than we had ever been. Um, And also sharing with each other more, you know, expertise and and resources than we ever have, you know, versus just being very surface level on our wine nights, we were now getting really, really deep and, and just supporting each other in a way that is so profound. And, and it was really important for me to give other people access to that. So actually this morning I hosted a free mastermind where I brought together a group of eight strangers to mastermind together. And you wouldn't believe the ideas that came from, you know, perfect strangers, but still they can hear what you want to do. They can see when you light up and they can give you so much feedback. And, um, so I'm just, I just feel so blessed that I get to do this for a living. I get to meet people that are so passionate about what they do and then just give them that support, whether it's through me, whether it's through connecting them to someone else, um, but whatever they need at that moment to just knock it out of the park for the next round. Awesome. I want to talk about the power of connections and the power of mastermind shortly, but taking a step back, when you started the business with your husband, was that a, a, a difficult decision for you to make when you were leaving your position within the pharmaceutical company? So actually, at that point, I still had a position within the pharmaceutical um, industry. I do not recommend that a married couple with a toddler both quit their jobs at the same time. (laughs) So um, yeah, I mean, finances are a big part of it. That's usually what holds a lot of people back. Um, I actually went to my employer and negotiated a raise at that point because I knew my family is about to take a big hit on our, you know, for our income. Um, and I need to make sure that we're covered because we were also at the same time about to put my son into daycare, which is a huge expense. Um, so luckily I was able to negotiate, you know, that, that raise and we knew that we were covered. We've also been very intentional about living within our means, you know, and that, that came years and years before because, um, as many people, you know, who were in the workforce during 2007, 2008 know, um, there was a lot of uncertainty at that point. And my husband being an architect was in an industry that was very hard hit. Mm. So, we knew at that point that we really needed to live within our means. And so we had kind of always set ourselves up to live off of one income. So that allowed us some flexibility to not hurt so much when we said, okay, going down to one income, we're no longer a dual income family. Um, so that was that was really important. But I think both of us knew at that point First of all, we we had enough confidence within ourselves that we're like, we can do this. We really did believe in ourselves. But two, both of us had been through our own independently. We had both been through our own just horrible experience within a within a 
employer, you know, within a job. We had both kind of been burned. And when you have that pain and you kind of fool me once, shame on, shame on you, fool me once, shame on me. Uh, we both knew that if we were really going to take care of ourselves and our family, that just having a great job wasn't going to cut it because we had both been at a situation where we've been doing everything that we could, but for whatever reason, the company, the leadership, it just all fell apart. And then we were the ones left, you know, kind of picking up the pieces. So I think that also put a fire in us to say, it does have to be now. We cannot wait. And then was as you built the businesses, was there a point where you then were able to make that decision to go full-time in your own business? Absolutely. I mean, it took, it wasn't as quick as, <laughs> as we ever think that it's going to be. Um, the construction industry is cyclical and, you know, we, we, you know, could get a project, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, now you go to work. You know, we have projects that are open for over a year. We have projects that wrap up in three months. So just to get a signed contract, uh, you know, we learned very quick. That doesn't mean that a check is in the mail. So we had some learning curves and we definitely, you know, being that, we have a family to support. We wanted to make sure that we weren't making any decisions just rash. So we're definitely a look at the numbers. Let's see the trends. Let's see what our projections are and then make a decision from their kind of couple. So um, it didn't happen, like I said, as quickly. I was on the like entrepreneurial bandwagon. I was ready to quit my job <laughs> the very next day. But it took time. But, you know, we we looked at the numbers. Luckily, I have that background uh, from the my business education where, um, you know, I, I loved being, you know, within our financial reports and, and knew how to read them. And, um, you know, so kind of made sure that we were able to track where we were, where we were and where we would be and then make decisions from there. Cool. Cool. That's, I mean, that's really powerful knowing the numbers, um, you know, coming from a similar background, uh, working in financial services, I had a good, yeah. good, good conversation about what, you know, what, what level of detail do you know, need to know about the business? And, the, the critical component, no matter what industry you're in, is, is having a good grasp of your numbers. So talk to me, what are, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face so far in your entrepreneurial journey to date? I think the biggest challenges are, you know, knowing where your next client is going to come from. Uh, and I think that actually I can speak to that for, you know, both uh, my business and my husband's business, especially in the beginning. Um, you know, his business was built on, um, you know, a great relationship and, and one big client. But we knew immediately you cannot build a business on one client. And so how do you get your name out there and start to build a base of clients? That was really, you know, objective number one in the first year for him was how many clients do we want to have as a base? And then then how do we find them and reach them? So, you know, that was it for him. For me, it was a little bit different. Um, he had a history doing construction consulting. So he had that entire background. But while I had spent the last 10 years working with entrepreneurs at six, seven, eight, nine figures. Um, I had never called myself a business coach. I'd never been a podcaster. I had never been, uh, you know, hosting events. It was uncharted territory for me to, to do what I was doing in this way. So for me, it was about um, making sure I had the positioning the, that foundation in place so that I could sell and really, um, really let people know what my value was. So that was kind of the, the difference between his launch and mine. I think that's a big challenge. I, I had a really interesting discussion over the weekend about this in terms of when someone's getting started, how do they get a credibility in terms of what they do? Even if they've got experience from being an employee in the same industry, how, how do they do that? So what, what are the steps you took to position yourself? How did you stake your claim with your business? What are the steps that you took? Right. The two biggest things that I did that positioned me for the fast success that followed was number one, launching the podcast. Honestly, I never could have expected. I knew I would enjoy hosting a podcast. I never could have expected what it would do for me and my business to be able to connect with some amazing, amazing people and get to hear their story, you know, what it teaches me, the value it gives to the audience, the connection that it, that it creates within the moment between myself and the guest, um, and then everything that follows. 
like I said, could not have expected it, but it's something that I am so glad that I took the leap to do because it did transform uh, the trajectory of, of the company. And number two was to host a live event where I was a speaker. I invited other people that I had a lot of respect for, some guests of the podcast to speak as well. And sometimes you have to create your own platform, you know, whether it's a podcast or a live event. But, uh, you know, if you can take the steps to do that, then it does position you so quickly to um, to allow people to see all of the value that you bring. So those are the two things that that I did. And from there, um, you know, already having given so much value to my community, um, it was really, really easy to start, you know, launching paid products, start launching programs, and to have people say, you know, you are the one that I want to work with, because I've seen you through these other things. Amazing. And what have been some of the defining moments on that journey so far? Oh, some defining moments. Let's let's see. Well, a defining moment for for me with that first event. That first event was it was exciting and it was terrifying. I, um, you know, I foot the bill to have a, I wanted it to be in a beautiful space. I wanted it to be, you know, an, a, an event that really left someone with an impression. I wanted there to be a videographer because I wanted to leverage, you know, I'm giving a, a speech. I have other people speaking. I wanted it to be captured so that I could, you know, use that content later on. And all of that came with a big investment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had sought out sponsorships, but I, you know, I was new and, and what do, you know, sponsors want proven. And so, um, the sponsorships didn't come as I had, (laughs) I had expected in my business plan. So I remember being just a couple of weeks out, ticket sales were coming along, but not really where I wanted them. And the sponsorships, you know, I was putting a lot out of my, out of my own pocket and I didn't know what was going to happen with that that event. Mm. And I said, I just want, I just want people to be there. Well, because of an interview that I had actually done with a local nonprofit founder, she had, um, told me that she had sponsorships for MailChimp. And I thought I use MailChimp and let me reach out to them for a sponsorship. I did. And, um, you know, it was kind of like on and again, off again, like the trail went cold and then they were hot. And then all of a sudden one day I get an email from the girl saying, so sorry, I've been traveling. Yes, we would love to sponsor this event. And I can't tell you how loud I screamed. (laughs) My husband ran in from the other room and it was just, it was exactly what I needed. And I was, um, I actually, at that point I said, I'm making this a free event. I just want to get as many people in the door as possible because I want this to be worth MailChimp. You know, I want it to be worth the while to MailChimp. I want it to be worth it to the speakers that have so generously uh, donated their time. I just really wanted to make it as big as possible. And it was funny because I was working with the venue and it was between two rooms. There was like the big room and then there was a smaller room. And I, they were graciously giving me some time to figure out which room I would need. And I really wanted to be in the big room though. I just wanted to pack the big room and I was able to. That room was filled. We had an amazing time. Um, you know, some of the people who attended that event, not knowing me at all, are some of my, you know, favorite clients still working with me now. And the relationships from all directions for clients, peers, um, you know, people who I look up to just all the way around, I could not have imagined it. And so getting that sponsorship was huge. It really changed everything. I think that's a classic lesson as well as, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. And the the, the pursuit of making sure that you had the right touch points and and keeping a regular contact to make sure it happened and then having faith that it will happen. And then it did materialize. And that's uh, that's an amazing moment. So I'm just curious, actually. So in terms, we've talked about the live event and the podcast as being real um, kind of stakes in the ground to define your credibility and set up your positioning. What, um, how did you find that path? What gave you the idea of starting a podcast? How did you come to the decision that's the direction you're going to take? 
So I knew going into this, you know, what gave me the confidence to work with my husband and to be his partner in the business was the experience that I had had working with entrepreneurs and so many other businesses. And so I knew, you know, I, I had a lot of faith in myself, but to your point, it's about how do you show that to other people? And for me, I had been listening to podcasts. And I'm starting to hear was a new thing for me. I had no idea. But then my world was just, you know, my I was floored by what people are doing online, these radio shows, what you just get people and you interview them. And I found myself connecting to these hosts so much and really loving, you know, the message that they were spreading through these interview shows. And you listen to enough of those, you start to say, I could do that. Mm. And, um, you know, I think everyone has a different, I could do that. Maybe it's podcasts. Maybe you see someone making videos. Maybe you see, you know, so many other things. But when you get that idea, I could do that. I think you have to follow it because the truth is that you can. And, you know, I, cause there's, I don't see people jumping out of a plane and have any desire to do that. <laughs> you know, I, I believe that those um, sparks of inspiration are your window into what you what your heart does desire. And so luckily I did just I just followed it. I I started signing up for, you know, I signed up for a webinar that walked me through how do you launch a podcast? I ordered a microphone. You know, it was very step by step. It was like you take the step to order the microphone and I'll never forget the first time I went out and got my first interviewee and just saying, hi, my name is Stephanie. I have a podcast, which was, a, you know, a, an exaggeration at that <laughs> point. Um, I have a podcast and I'd love for you to be on it. And them saying, yes, you know, it's all of these just little steps along the way, this little thing you have to tackle to get to the next level. And then, you know, before you know it, one day you're looking back and you've just come such a long way. Um, but it just starts one step at a time. Amazing. So we've, we've touched, you've shared very kindly some of your kind of proudest defining moments and some of the challenges you face. Have you ever had a moment where you're just tearing your hair out and you think, have I made the right decision? Am I doing the right thing? Um, you know, deep into the moment where perhaps you might feel into your fears or self-doubt. Have you ever had any of those moments? Uh, yeah, <laughs> more, more than I can share, more than we have time for right now. Um, but 100%. Whenever you're getting into something that is so new, the odds of you knocking it out of the park every single day are just slim to none. I can I'll share one example that always comes to my mind and you know this has to to do with the fact that I was partners in a construction company. And as much as I love to hear my husband talk about what he does at the end of the day, I still didn't know a whole lot about <laughs> the construction industry. Um, but, you know, at that point, we had kind of determined our roles and I was going to be the business development. I was out there drumming up business, which required me to go out and talk about what we do. And I'll never forget being at a, a, net, a networking event and there was a 30 second elevator pitch involved. And I, without going into a lot of detail, I, what we do is very, very specialized and not a lot of people have heard of it. Mm. So I tried to create this analogy that in my mind, the night before when I was working on it, sound, um, sounded amazing. <laughs> but when I got up there and I started to talk, I mean, it, it's like, as I was talking, I'm like, abort, abort, just get <laughs> off the stage. So, um, you know, and that, I mean, it was just a complete like crash and burn. And so, you know, talking, knowing how to talk about your business is so important. And yet it is so hard. It's actually one of the things I work with most of my clients on is how do you talk about your business, especially if you only have 30 seconds or an introduction, hi, my name is, how do you say what you do? Um, I think that's a challenge that every business owner faces and I am no different. I mean, that's one of the most powerful things. It's really interesting. The, just last week, I was visiting some um, office space in, the, in my city here just to have a look around, potentially to, to hire some of the office space there. And the host of the tour, uh, they have this policy where they can literally call upon any of the entrepreneurs in the office space and introduce them to the uh, people they're showing around. And the first thing they do when they do this is get them to sh share their 
full elevator pitch just to to introduce themselves and they had them on the spot and this girl did an incredible job and it made me i walked away thinking gosh i can't I can't, I can't do anything at that level at this point. And she was, it was just this most articulate uh, pitch. And I thought, wow, that's incredible. And it really gave me food for thought. But it, it really drums in how important it is to be able to articulate precisely what you do. Because, you know, it's, we live in a, a world of so many mixed messages out on the, uh, the internet. It's very easy to get caught in a clutter. But when you can articulate very clearly who you are and what you do and what you stand for, then that's the difference. And I remember watching a documentary about Apple. And when Steve Jobs came back as the CEO, interim CEO of uh, Apple, one of the first things he did was redefine the core values of the company and how they are seen in the marketplace. And that all followed that same process. How do they, how do they, how do they articulate their place in the market? And that was so, so powerful as part of their rebrand and their remarketing. So it really shows how powerful that is. Now, we've touched upon some of the challenges, some of the fears. Have you ever had a point where – uh, you were approaching a new project and the fear got so much that you were reticent to start it or is there a point where you've had to overcome a real barrier before getting started? Is that something you've experienced? I think every single project that I have ever undertaken comes with hesitation. Um, I actually wrote a a post about this in a podcast episode about this. It's And this is my journey, but I think it probably probably a lot of people will relate to it, is that I get a big idea and then I hesitate or as we know, you know, those voices in your head, I say, oh, well, that's probably good for like six months from now. You know, it's that logical way of procrastinating. Um, So I kind of put it on the side and then something happens where I either get either a burst of courage or it could be a momentary lapse in judgment. And I just say, I'm just going to go for it. And that is, that's kind of like the, the story. As I look back, when it, whether it was the podcast or it was the event or it was, you know, um, anything having to do with kind of the rebrand of my coaching programs, which I went through in January, you know, all of those things. I had the idea. I knew it's what I wanted. I might have hesitated because I was scared. And then I just said, you know what? I have to go for it. So that's really, and it probably will be a little bit how I just operate moving forward. But as long as I know the mindset hacks or the people that I need to go to that really help to pull that courage out of me and help me to not stall myself so that I lose momentum completely, um, as long as I know that, I'm, I'm not scared of the fact that I know that my gut reaction is to say, that's great, but not now. <laughs> thank, thank you for sharing that. I mean, one of the reasons I always ask that of guests is because I know that in any listener base, there's usually someone who's looking to get started and that that voice in the head that holds people back, I've experienced it and every entrepreneur I've interviewed, interviewed has, has experienced it. So I'm trying to give people ammunition to to stop being a, a, a participant and uh, sorry, a spectator and become a, a participant and get in the game because the only way to find out if an idea is going to work uh, is to jump in and, and engage. So many people, I think, try and overthink things before they get started, but it's that true engagement and getting started. So speaking of those kind of uh, principles for success, what are some of the habits of success that you live by? I think the biggest one that has been part of my own journey is to spread my ideas as far as I can so that there's no way that I can not follow through. For me, when I have an idea and I write it down in a notebook, there's no one to hold me accountable. And But what shifts when you spread an idea is you wouldn't believe the amount of positive energy that comes into it. And then amazing ideas that expand on that little nugget that you had in the beginning and really allow it to grow. So for me, you were kind of talking about, you know, overthinking things. I'm the same way. I would overthink it or I would get distracted by something else and forget what what I was thinking about originally. So if I connect to a big idea, my first step is to find someone who can help me or share it. You know, when I first started, I remember I would go out, I was meeting amazing people and I would invite them out to coffee and I would tell them what I wanted to build. And those people, even today, are the ones who are so fast to connect me to I mean, some of the people I've been able to have on on the show, these influencers, multimillionaire, serial entrepreneurs, um, you know, that's because 
one day I sat down with someone over coffee and I just shared with them my vision. And there's something really powerful about that. I think that for me has been truly the secret to getting where I am today as quickly as that has transpired. Awesome. And um, the, the power of vision is, is, is so, so uh, important. How did you come up with your vision for your brand? So the vision for the brand actually came when I was taking a walk one day. Um, I was taking a walk and I was really, really into the mastermind concept. At that point, I was masterminding with my with my peer group. Um, I knew I wanted to launch a podcast and I knew I wanted to help entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning phase, because I felt like that's where most people either don't get started or they never get to the other side of it. So I had those fuzzy details, um, but I was on a walk, and just the I just the name Mastermind Your Launch just came into my head. I ran home and looked on GoDaddy to see if the domain was taken. <laughs> it was not. I, I scooped it up, <laughs> and that's really you know. And it was that gut, and I never rethought the name again. Um, you know, it was just Mastermind Your Launch. And you know, was, it, talking about branding, though, I do want to share this. One of the biggest things that really helped me to elevate my brand because I bootstrapped it in the beginning. Um, you know, we were already we had already invested a good bit in my husband's business. That's growing. I wanted to build Master mind your launch. Um, yeah, I just wanted to see what I could do with it. I also at that point was connected with a lot of online marketing information. So I felt empowered enough to do a good bit of it on my own. So I had built up my brand and had actually several episodes of the podcast. And then I got connected to a branding company called Branding for the People. Re Perez is the founder. He's amazing. The entire team is phenomenal. I met them at, at an event and they were offering a seven point brand audit. And at that point, with my business background and everything I had done, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, we're going to spend an hour on the phone and you're going to tell me how amazing I am, right? <laughs> so we hop on the phone and they had looked over all of my marketing materials beforehand. And, um, you know, they really opened my eyes to what a brand is and all of the opportunities opportunities that we have to reinforce the brand that and the message that we have in our hearts that we're trying to get across. And so, um, you know, I have to say I had the message and the, the mission, but working with branding for the people really helped me to put it put it forward in a visual way that allowed people to connect with it and really see what I was trying to create. Yeah, and I think you know when we connected for the first time, I said how powerful your brand is. I I love the I love the the, the branding in terms of the visuals. I love the name, and uh, it just shows how important it is. And you know, we, we can take steps, use use the expertise of other people to help you get that clarity on how you want your brand to look. It's so so powerful. I, I seriously believe in the power of using other other people's expertise. If you're not a visually orientated person when it comes to um, creating design, for, for example, my, my brain is not design orientated, so I, I have to rely on outside expertise and. I've bootstrapped it as well and done things myself, but right now I'm going through a whole re redesign process and bringing in all kinds of experts to make that happen because it's something I can't do myself. I can, I can see it in my head. I can visualize what I want it to look like, but then translating it, it's like a painter. You know, a painter can see in his mind or her mind what the canvas is going to look like, and I can do that, but then my hand won't paint the stroke. So I need exactly. I, I need I need help to do that, and it's, uh, it's it's that's a great success story. So you, you've shared your vision for the brand and how, how you discovered that. What is the driving force behind what you do? What is, what is your why? My why is really helping as many people as possible to realize the potential that they see within themselves. I think a lot of people are walking around and there's kind of like two versions of themselves. There is the version that is kind of the person that they are today, what their career is, you know, what what they do, how they impact others, um, you know, in their day-to-day -day life. But I think a lot of us kind of walk around with this bigger vision of a person that has so much more impact, that's living life um, so with so much more joy, so much like just exuding happiness and fulfillment, and and really being a beacon of hope and change for you know whatever it impact, whatever area that's in our hearts. And I want to help 
as many people as possible, bring those two personas together into one and realize that today. And so, um, you know, that's my big mission. I see entrepreneurship as being a huge part of that. And I see entrepreneurship, I mean, not just for the individual, but for communities, for economies. I mean, when I think about long-term I, the more people that can be empowered to take their own leap, our entire world is going to be so much better served when people can bring to the forefront what they have on the inside. And to be a part of that is um, it's everything that I could ask for. That's amazing. I think that one of the key challenges with those, I like, what, I like the way how you put that about the dual identity almost, is that most people already are the identity they want to see themselves as. They just don't look at themselves in the mirror that way. They already are that person. They already have everything they need within them, but they haven't yet claimed that identity, even though it's already there within them. You know, we're all uniquely special people. We so we went through this the process of giving birth itself. The whole mechanics of becoming a human being is makes you special enough without before you even do anything in life. But many people don't even look and see that gift within them. And I think what you're doing is 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 extremely powerful. Thank you. And also, I think it it has a lot to do as well with how people perceive you. You know, there's this idea like is anyone going to take me seriously if I make this huge pivot? And now I'm doing this completely other thing. And I remember my first few blog posts, because Mastermind Your Launch actually didn't start with the podcast. I started as a blog first before I had enough courage to launch the podcast. And my first few posts, I would spend hours writing them, and then I would share them only with my mastermind. I wouldn't even put them on my own personal Facebook page because I thought people are going to think I'm crazy. Um, you know, and slowly over time, I you know had to break that down, you know, and and that's not an issue anymore. But I know what it's like to want to do something that's so different than how people have seen you in the past and have a lot of anxiety about letting other people into that because it's so personal that if someone criticizes it, I mean, that's like someone saying your baby's ugly, you know, like <laughs> you, you can't hear that. It's so much a part of you. Yeah. Um, but you have to trust, especially when what you're doing is connected to such a positive mission. People want to get behind it. You've got to believe that only the best support is out there for you. Amazing. And how did you bust through that then, that, that initial challenge where you're only, you're only sharing it with a few people? How did you then get the courage and the confidence to step beyond that? I think at that point, I was doing a lot of mindset work. Mm. I was, uh, you know, being very intentional about feeding my mind with podcast interviews that were giving me courage. I was, you know, personal development, all of that. And so, you know, making that intentional effort to just feed myself, that really started to build up the courage and break down the fear. And then it was just, you know, kind of taking action. And then I remember one of my first blog posts that I published on my Facebook page to all of my family and friends. And it was actually about my biggest regret. And I remember sharing that and um, talk about fear, <laughs> you know, really putting yourself out there. But I got so many personal messages, not just people liking and commenting, but people sending me a personal message saying, you've inspired me to do this. One person got inspired to move 45 minutes away um, from her current home so that she could be in the city because that's what she had always wanted to do. Another girl said, I'm launching my blog. Another girl, you know, she had her business had kind of stalled out and, and she said, I'm, you know, rebranding and relaunching in a whole new way. When I saw that impact, I, I and just from family and friends, I said, okay, if I can have this impact with just one blog post, then shame on me if I don't try and see what else I can do. Powerful. That's kind of a, a journey, I, a similar journey I went through. And it got to a point where thinking, actually, when you start to see that impact on a micro level, you think, I'm depriving other people of this. I'm depriving the person who needs this the most because of my own BS, my own fears, the own crap that's in my mind. And I, I, I went through some deep work to make sure that I could bust through that and the listeners of the show know all about that they've heard all about that through the through the early episodes and it now feels like it's my mission to share because i know there's people out there who have been through the same things they want the same things and you know this podcast was created so that we can hear these stories stephanie so to have people like you share that experience because i know that someone will be listening to this right now and they've just had the same experience and that your story will inspire them to take action and i think that's that's the power of what you and i are doing with the podcast and 
it's the magic of having the uh, perspective of different individuals. And I'm really, um, there's one question I want to ask you actually before I move in. I, w- I really want to delve into masterminds, but I have a question actually because you're the first person I've interviewed that has a podcast. So what are, the, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned from some of the guests that you've interviewed on the podcast? Biggest lessons learned from the podcast. I think that, hmm, I think for one, going for it when asking for big guests. I think I remember, you know, reaching out just cold to people that I thought, I'll never hear back from them. And um, sure, there are some emails that never got returned, Mm -hmm. but there were also some that did. And so if you're launching a podcast and, you know, the number one question that I get asked is, how do you find guests? Um, You know, sometimes you kind of might hold yourself back thinking that this person will never be on my show. Give yourself some credit and give them some credit. They may be. So go for it. Um, Two is... I think one of the biggest lessons is that you have to follow your heart and inspiration. And if something lights you up, I've had people on my podcast from multiple, in multiple industries and also multiple levels of business. So I've had a girl on who was six weeks into her launch, but something about her story just lit me up. And I said, if I get this excited, just hearing from you, I know that's a good episode. Mm -hmm. I would follow more the people that you have a great connection with and that you really enjoy talking to than just trying to find someone who has a super impressive resume because you can get those people on your show too. But I got to say, sometimes the the electricity just isn't there as much as someone else. So I would actually say follow your heart um, and, you know, any any connection at any level is going to make for really good inspirational content that your listeners are going to love. And then lastly, I would say go where inspiring people are. You've got to get out from behind your computer and start to make some connections. And so going to events where I know, like going to TEDx events, I've met some amazing people um, going to TEDx events and then sticking around and saying, you, I loved what you said. Do you want to share that on the show? And yes, they have. And so, um, you know, those three things I would say are just elements to a really fast launch of your show. Amazing. That's some great shares. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So I want to take a bit of a deep dive now into the power of masterminds. So obviously, that's a core part of your brand. And you spoke about how the uh, you formed the initial group. How does someone go about becoming part of a mastermind group, whether local or, or, or online? Right. It's never been easier to find a mastermind. Truly, it hasn't. Um, you know, for me, I was fortunate that I knew of women that I had a lot of trust in when it comes to their, you know, their business knowledge, their ambition. I knew that they would really bring something to the table. Um, although I have to say two were in their third trimester and the other two, myself and another one, had toddlers running around the house. So, I mean, we definitely probably didn't think we had time to do this, but we made the time. And then we just met on Google Hangout every other week. We had a private Facebook group where we kept in touch. And it just, it was transformational. But if you are not, you know, you don't have someone on your radar and you're to reach out to, there are amazing Facebook groups you and I actually got connected on a Facebook group. There Indeed. are some really incredible Facebook groups out there. I'm constantly blown away by um, you know these amazing people. They are out there. They're getting it done right now. But you know what? If they're in a Facebook group, they might be looking to engage with someone on a higher level. They might want someone that they can chat with, that they can Skype. So, you know, just post something in in a Facebook group. Go out networking and see who in your local community is, um, you know, is out there doing really inspiring things. And it, you don't have to say off the bat, let's mastermind. I will say a mastermind is a commitment and you want that to be long-term. But maybe say, what if we get together for coffee to brainstorm together? And if the if the energy is there, then you can make it something longer term. But you can mastermind anywhere. And and you know, even with strangers, I invited people this morning. Most of them had never met each other. They walked away all with new ideas for their business, new connections. Um, it can be as easy as that to find people that are going to be just what you need in that moment to get you to the next level. 
That's amazing. I, I remember first discovering the principle of the mastermind in the um, in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, yes. and just hearing all about that potential synergy that you can create because. What you gain, one of the simplest things you gain from a mastermind is that perspective, the way that someone else's brain filters the information and how you can get so much different insight on your potential potential project or your your problem or the challenge or goal that you're working on. And that potential synergy within that group can create something bigger than that you may have created yourself. And it's it's incredibly powerful. So I'm, I'm interested to know what your opinions are in terms of what makes a really successful mastermind group. What are the components that make a successful mastermind group? So it's really important when you're masterminding, first of all, that everyone comes into it from a level of wanting to share and support and not with an interest of selling. Um, that is something that I have seen and I have to make sure, when, especially when I'm hosting these free masterminds where kind of anyone can attend, that it's something that I address in the very beginning because I have seen the walls go up and a mastermind is not a place where you go into with walls up. You want walls down. You want everyone to be really open about um, not only sharing from themselves, but you know, offering support to others too. So everyone has to really understand collaboration. They have to be intentional about staying with a positive attitude. And also the fact that I'm not here to tell you what to do in your in your business. I can't. You are the business owner. But maybe what you say sparks a light bulb and I just want to share it with you and do with it what you know, with what you want, what feels right for you. So there has to be a really collaborative energy. Um, also, you know, it's really important that people are within moderately the same level so that they can really support each other, but everyone's also getting a lot of value. Um, you know, if someone is just at a completely different level of their business than everyone else, then they're probably not going to feel like they have as much to gain. And that might affect how much they want to contribute in that moment. So I think that the best long-term masterminds are, you know, ones where everyone's kind of going through it, um, through it together. And, and then that way you're really linking arms and taking each other kind of up the hill together. So that is, is really important as well. Yes, I think masterminds for me have been one of the most powerful experiences. I've been part of a number of different groups at different levels, and it's, it's certainly been one of the biggest catalysts and the connections you make, the commitments that you get held to, uh, the ideas that you can gather, it's such a powerful, powerful concept. And I would encourage any of the listeners who are not part of the mastermind group to, to put one together. It's very simple. You can, you can either join you know, someone's paid mastermind group where they have a certain expertise in the group, certain platform for certain individuals, or you know, just create your own on, on, with, with people who are on the same mission as you. And I remember one of my guests was talking about this syndication concept where he found four or five people who wanted the exact same things as he did in the same industry. And they got together and they just supported each other flat out for a couple of years. They promoted the heck out of each other's stuff. They held each other accountable and it was really, really powerful. So I know how healthy things are. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 really cool to hear your uh, your your perspective too. So, Stephanie, we're going to move now into the final round. I've got three quick fire questions for you. Are you ready to rock and roll? I am ready. Cool. So the first one is if you had to go back to give your younger self one single piece of advice, what would that be? I would say that you can do anything you set your mind to. Amazing, amazing. Leave it at that. <laughs> I like that, I like that. Let her figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Plant the seed. Yeah. Uh, and the next question is, what is the most impactful book that you've ever read? That's a hard one um, because I read a lot of books and in the moment I'm, I'm always like, that's an amazing book. <laughs> um, but I will say Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. That one really moved me on a different level and um, I'm a big fan of audiobooks. And um, so that is one that I enjoy going back to um, often. What, what's specifically that made that book stand out for you? I think that, you know, how we frame things in our mind is so important for how, you know, how we kind of make decisions. And so what it really framed up is that these voices that hold you back, these voices that kind of keep you where you are, these feelings of doubt are the devil. And so kind of putting that face and that title on it so, makes it so much easier to say, no, no, you're not going to hold me back. 
I'm moving forward. I know what you're trying to do. So really kind of putting another identity on it. Um, and the way he tells the entire story, it's like an interview with the devil, where the devil reveals all of his secrets that he uses to, um, you know, basically have power over the majority of the population. And so kind of hearing that, and he reveals all of these secrets, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I re- re- relate to that. And then you think, that wasn't me, you know, or that wasn't reality. That was the devil. And it just frames it in a completely different way that makes you really empowered to move beyond those things. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. I, I, um, I asked my partner, when I was going through some work here, I asked my partner, what, um, what name is the most cringeworthy name she can think of? And I gave that kind of shadow self version of me that name just so that I had something to associate with, you know, like, like, like the devil. And it's, uh, it's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. The final question, Stephanie, is what does being unstoppable mean to you? Kind of along the same lines of mindset work, because I, I, I know I keep coming back to it, but it's so important. To me, being unstoppable is having the mindset that when you set a goal, you don't allow yourself to not continue moving forward towards that goal. And that means that, yes, you are going to stumble. You are going to come across challenges. But rather than questioning, is this the right path? You just say, I know it's the right path, and I just have to find my way around this right now. That's unstoppable. Mm, I love that. Stephanie, well, you are unstoppable. I uh, absolutely appreciate having you unleash your greatness on the Unstoppable podcast. Now, for the guests listening today, how can they find out more about your stuff, your work? How can they connect with you? Love it. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. This has been a great time. And uh, mastermindyourlaunch.com is a great place to stay connected. I have there a resource for all of you um, entrepreneurs that are getting up and running 19 tools to launch your business, and 15 of them are free. I use them every day in my business, and I know that they can help you um, to reach your next level as well. So that's what I would say mastermindyourlaunch.com. Amazing. That'll be in the show notes. Stephanie, you've been an incredible guest today. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us. I really appreciate your time and look forward to sharing your gift with the Unstoppable podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie, for an amazing episode. Talking with Stephanie has got me so excited about the new phase of growth for the Unstoppable podcast. I cannot wait to bring you even more incredible guests and new content for myself going forward. Be sure to check out Stephanie's Mastermind Your Launch podcast too. I recommend starting with episode 54 featuring yours truly. I'll put a link in the show notes along with all the other resources that Stephanie talked about today over at danjgregory.com forward slash mastermind your launch. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I'm in the process of launching two of my own new masterminds and I'll talk more about these on Monday, but to give you a little heads up, I'm setting up a group in my city of Bristol in the UK because I really want to start surrounding myself with great people locally. You see, I get to meet all of these fantastic entrepreneurs and leaders around the world, yet I barely know anyone in my city. And as you guys know, the entrepreneurial path can sometimes feel like quite a lonely path. So I'm about to change this and set up a group in my city with some of the best people around me. So please do let me know if you know anyone in this area. The second group is going to be something very, very, very special. I've got it under the working project title of the 3X Mastermind. I know, I know, you've all heard Grant Cardone talking about 10Xing your life and your business. I love the concept of 10Xing too, but this has a very different meaning, especially to me. So I'm planning on bringing high-level entrepreneurs together from all over the world for three days, three times a year, in three different continents. It's going to be rich in experience, relationships, and growth. Each meeting will be a working trip of a lifetime centered around creating tangible results combined with exhilarating memories. So you can tell I'm a little bit excited about this. So if this sounds like your cup of tea, to use the British phrase, then do get in touch to be the first to join the early bird notification list that is so early that it doesn't even exist yet. So I want to finish by thanking Stephanie again for inspiring me to get my own group set up. Coming up on Monday, I have got another freestyle solo round. So be sure to tune in for a deep dive experiential session on how to become unstoppable in business and life. We are done for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this episode and leave a review on iTunes. 
to receive many, many gratitude points from me. On a serious note, any one of these conversations that I bring to you on the podcast could change someone's life. And I would love for you to be a part of that process by sharing these episodes. Until next time, go out there, unleash your greatness, build your empire, make your impact and live your ultimate life. You are unstoppable. Unstoppable.